Good morning. It is eight minutes to nine o'clock. This is Money Talk uh, with James Ross. And let's take our view from Australia now. And we're joined by Katrina L, who is Senior Economist at Moody's Analytics. Uh, Good morning, Katrina. How are you? I'm good. Good morning to you too. You're into daylight savings time. Uh, Summer is officially there, I suppose, in uh, Australia. Is Is it warming up yet? Well, we'd like to think it's warming up, but it's still a little bit cold, but at least there's sunshine outside and it's not raining today. So we'll take the winds. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, the ASX, um, you know, at a, an 11 month high, uh, low rather, uh, at the moment, uh, things not looking so good on the stock market. Uh, what are your feelings around that, uh, Katrina? Yeah, that's a good question. So while the sun is shining outside, it looks like financial markets are under a lot of pressure and not so sunny at the moment. I mean, what we're seeing is that the ASX has been under pressure for for quite a while, actually. So, you know, this week, for instance, it's down about, you know, one and a half percent. But in the past month, it's actually fallen about four and a half percent. So it's it's tough going there. And what that is really a reflection of is the fact that it's it's the global economy being under so much pressure. We're in this high inflation, high borrowing cost environment, and it looks like financial markets have, have finally kind of caught wind of that and uh, are struggling under weight of that, that weaker growth environment. And I think, um, you know, over the near term, particularly over the next day or so uh, financial markets globally, including the ASX, are going to remain quite volatile because what they're going to be paying a lot of attention to is that US non-farm employment report that's going to be coming out tonight for September. Mm-hmm. And they're hoping that we will see ongoing cooling in the US labour market as reflected in that incoming September report because it does mean then that the Fed is, is has likely done enough when it comes to rate hikes. But if we do see another surprisingly strong jobs print, we will, will see financial markets, particularly stock markets, retreat further because it might mean that the Fed needs to you know deliver at least one or two more rate hikes to continue to cool the economy and sustainably cool inflation as well. We're into October, you know, we're into the path to Christmas now and, you know, within, excuse me, inflation and uh, high interest rates uh, around. How is that going to affect uh, the Christmas spending? You know, that it is that big sort of retail time of the year when people get their wallets out. Uh, Are we expecting a bit of a downturn ahead of Christmas or, or, or things as normal? Oh, definitely. It's going to be a a weaker one this year. And um, it it does seem like purse strings in Australia are are quite tight at the moment because households are under a lot of pressure. I mean, it's not just those those high interest rates. It's not just servicing their mortgages that is is taking away a lot of that discretionary spending. But we are still seeing that uh, prices for non-discretionary goods and services are still very high. And actually, about 25 minutes ago, we got the the retail trade figures for August for Australia. And we saw that retail spending was up just 0.2% over the month, which is an incredibly weak result. And it does just really, you know, crystallize how much households have really pulled back on spending. I mean, we're just not seeing the same sort of uh, level of exuberance that we saw early in this year because the the reality of high interest rates and high borrowing costs have, have really set in, unfortunately. 
So everybody's feeling a little bit deflated, I guess, uh, at the moment as we head to, towards the end of the year. What about tourism? I mean, you know, is there much signs of uh, international tourism coming back to Australia, you know, which potentially could offset, uh, you know, the weakness from those struggling uh, Aussie households? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's actually a really positive story at the moment. So what we have been seeing is that short-term arrivals into Australia have been steadily picking up, which is fantastic news. I mean, they're still not back to pre-pandemic levels yet. They're still, you know, probably about 60% of pre-pandemic levels, unfortunately, but we are seeing that steady rise. And, and as you mentioned before, we are in the, the nice warmer weather in Australia. So um, it does mean that we are heading into that peak tourism season, which does mean that international arrivals, particularly from Asia, will continue to to step up in the remaining months of this year and into next year. So, you know, that's the good news. It's not going to completely offset the weakness from, um, you know, local households, you know, buckling down and not really spending with any exuberance, but it will continue to help, particularly along the east coast of Australia, where, you know, they do have that heavy reliance, you know, pre-pandemic, particularly on um, you know arrivals from overseas to kind of prop up that retail trade, and I know that it's been a, a really tough couple of years for uh, you know the services side of the Australian economy. So finally, getting that steady flow of tourism coming back is, is positive, particularly from China, because what we have seen is that international arrivals from China, which was prior to the pandemic, one of the the major sources of arrivals into Australia, that's actually been picking up quite a bit as well, and we should see that stream continue to to improve, which is good news. Yeah, I mean, it does seem to be quite a slow uptake for international uh, travel out of certainly mainland China at the moment. Those out of Hong Kong, I think people are moving uh, a lot more. Uh, do, do tourists come from other parts of Asia as well? Are you seeing Japanese? Are you seeing Koreans? Are you seeing from all over Asia? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely from from Asia, but also further abroad as well. We are seeing an uptick in arrivals from Europe and also the US as well, which is a a positive. But I think um, we we are really kind of our, um, we're used to having a lot of tourists from mainland China coming. And Mm. traditionally, they have been the ones that have been highly valued because per person, they do actually spend a lot more than um, perhaps arrivals from Southeast Asia, for instance. So that's that's one that, that um, you know, we're steadily waiting for that that return with, um, you know, almost anxiety waiting for them to come back and, and spend with the same exuberance that they did prior to the pandemic. Well, sounds like a bit of positivity there. Just finally, very quickly before we leave, uh, a survey of CEOs in Australia say that working from home will be history in three years' time. Is, is that the reality very quickly, Katrina? Well, I really hope not because I love working from home, but I think what we have seen since the pandemic is this real structural shift. I mean, some workplaces have actually recognised that employees uh, are more productive and that they do actually um, get their work done. There's no adverse impact on output from um, you know working from home. So I can't see that working from home is going to um, escape us anytime soon. Katrina L is Senior Economist at Moody, Moody's Analytics uh, in Australia. Thank you, 